think it's one of those things, you know, I, I had a kid at Broken Home that we, we kind of set up an ambush on the side of the road and I had to kept looking at this kid and I said, if you fucking fire that gun, I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to a, another serious Airsoft podcast, and uh, we are all about being serious. And for the first time ever on camera, we have uh, Derek from Mo Guns. Ooh. He's always been afraid to show his face. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> too, he's, know who he is. <laughs> yeah, in private, he tells us he's too pretty for the camera. He's very full of himself. But uh, next, we have Cole, the Airsoft banged it. What's bang up? Dick. The bandit. Yeah, we have Carl bang. from also known as bb dynamics yo we have eric also known as the pnw punk What's up? and our guest star tonight the one and only woodcock <laughs> present <laughs> looking beautiful as always hey thank you i'm a very majestic creature multicolored beard it, it just yeah, keeps getting wider one of the it. one of the prettiest beards i think i've seen in airsoft Really? You think so? No, I'm just saying that. Yeah, I know. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't hoping for anything yet. But anyway, we're excited to have him on tonight. Uh, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. Just working and living. Taking care of my wife with her back surgery. Yeah. Uh, how, how did that go? Went good. It went good. Um you know, the doctor said the surgery was very successful. And so, you know, every time something happens and or she tweaks it a little bit one way or the other, she thinks that she's totally destroyed her back and like it just, you know, flew apart. And I'm like, you have to understand this shit is like drilled and screwed into your spine. So it's not going anywhere. So I, I think it's just, you know, I, I would be nervous too. I mean, you're talking about a uh, very serious surgery and, and, um, yeah, the recovery's uh, she's doing well. I mean, she's up and moving and and uh, working through it. So I'm very proud of her. Nice, so, yeah. nice, good to hear. So uh, as far as airsoft is related, what have you been up to lately? Uh, nothing. What was your last event? Was it? Uh, it was Broken Home, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we made it out to Broken Home. We were hoping to make it to. American Mills Indoor Front. Uh, unfortunately, that fell through due to my wife's surgery coming up sooner than we thought. Um, and then we're going to hit Copperhead. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, you know, I think everybody's in a little bit of kind of disarray right now with American Milton's um, scheduling conflicts or some of the cancellation games. Canceled Eastern Front, didn't they? As well as the yeah, that's correct. I was talking to JP last night and. Um, I guess due to a lack of registration, they only had like 80, 80 people at about 40 days out. So yeah, I know. Um, they weren't going to hit the number to, to, you know, make that event successful. So, you know, I don't, I've never played in the Northeast uh, at all. So I don't know what the airsoft scene is like up that way. Now, where was this supposed to you know, be? Like Kaiju, huh? Uh, Northern yeah. Front. Uh, New Jersey? New Jersey, yeah. OTP yeah. paintball, I think it's called. Oh. I can I can see I can see punks going after it. He's typing it in now. Enhance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, one thing Kaiju said, uh, you know, obviously there's EMR up there, which is at in 
Pennsylvania as well, I guess. And it, I guess it was a, you know, for the e-bike um, player event or whatever, they had like a thousand people. Jesus. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was like 30 bucks a ticket. So I, I guess one of the big questions is now is where are we at with high price games? Is that a thing of the past? Yeah. I mean, I, would I, you rather, yeah, I've seen a significant, I mean, would you lot. rather, I mean, yeah. I mean, would you, would you rather have a high price game that brings in, you know, 250 people and in some cases provides a lot more in the way of, you know, uh, damn mission, direct action missions. Uh, I got a question you know. for you though. Um, yeah. So we, and we've talked about this in the past about um, kind of how Milsom and big events are going. Um, do you think that like these, the, the lower turnouts are because it's just, it's played out. Like it's just, it's a stale thing or like what, what, what do you think is the, the, the cause of like the decline in the numbers or like, do you think there's a shift in a different uh, event or where do you think it's going? Like what, what, what is your opinion? Because I know you're really involved with AMS and you have, you, you got your hand, you know, yeah, you're active. So, so I feel like you have a good insight. Yeah. I, I think, um, man, that's a hard question. Cause I don't want to, it's not a hard question. I just don't want to falsely advertise. You know. Yeah. It's a sensitive, yeah, so, it's a sensitive question, but the, and, and you know what, like, it's constructive criticism at this point. You're not bad mouthing them. It's just yeah, like, I'm, I, I've never been afraid to provide feedback. I, I think it's important. I think you know there there's a couple. I think there's a couple things happening. I think that um, you know I, I think as older players get out of the game, um, you know we've seen some some guys that you know I, I've known f for a long time that have played that have left. Um, you know. Are we, you know, it's always that thing with anything. Are, are we bringing in new kids to replace the ones leaving? Is, you know, there's, we can, you know, there's a lot of analytics here. Is the airsoft community, if that's what you want to call it, shrinking? Is there less people coming on? Is it more kids playing that don't have the, the unlimited funds to be able to go to all these events? Um, I, I think one thing that all event producers should recognize, and they if they don't, they need to. Is if you're going to have a game these days that are 150 to 180 bucks, um, that there better be a damn good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More competition. I mean, it needs to be well. It needs to be well planned. Um, the teams need to be equally the same size, unless that's the scenario where you've got a a smaller force, you know, like a Black Hawk down or whatever um it needs to be yeah go ahead no i was gonna say um with that being like that that little tidbit of because i know that in some uh, milsim games that i've been to sometimes the next day or the day two the drop-off is enormous depending on weather or morale or just scheduling do you think yeah. like even just in that scenario alone that maybe an event coordinator should have a backup <clears throat> for in case that happens they can switch the scenario of how the game is played so that way the people that are still there whom or are outnumbered or whatnot can still have a good time and not feel that they're just at a disadvantage getting shit can the entire day kind of like game, yeah, I, I, game I, control is supposed to do or in yeah. admins or yeah I, I you know and i think I, i've seen ams do some some uh saturday night evening early saturday or sunday morning adjustments um 
to the game for that day. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things that, you know, I, I led last year through a lot of games, whether it be AMS or, you know, Overwatch Tactics, where unfortunately my team was outnumbered pretty bad. And uh, in some cases we did pretty good. In some cases we didn't. It's frustrating to the leadership that they're voluntarily to, you know, try to encourage these people that, hey, even though we're, you know, right out the gate, you're dealing with this. People are like, oh, we're so outnumbered. It's over. We're not going to win, you know, and, and I'm not used to that kind of mentality, you know, coming from the military. And so, but, you know, to get back to the original point, and I, that's a great question, uh, Punk, and I, I think you're you're absolutely right. I think if you're an event producer, you always have to have that plan B what happens if this, you know, the, the military has taught, you know, Cole, um, uh, Corey and I that, you know, you have to have a backup plan to a plan to a plan, you know, you, you've got about four backup plans. And so therefore, you know, you've got to, you got to have that ability to put out your initial plan. And we all know it's going to go to shit in a handbasket, you know, right out the gate, but you definitely have to see where Saturday ends and then make Sunday, um, you know, and I would say normally what it's probably a 10 to 15% attrition rate going into Sunday, you know, just from those people that are, you know, out of shape. Um, I, I personally, I don't understand how you pay 180 bucks and only play one day. Um, yep. but there are, Hanging you know, friends like that. yeah, there's unlimited funds and, and, you know, one day is enough for them. Um, but I, I think uh, the game, you know, I think the game event producers have to bring a good game. They have to bring props. I mean, I think props are what makes up a good, you know, 50% of the immersion, you know, mm -hmm. having solid props that people need to look for and, you know, not just having one prop, but having maybe, you know, like we've seen with some of the Overwatch games, having, you know, you got to find three pieces to unlock this whole prop together. So you know, it I makes all like the difference that. to have like an actual physical something to grab onto for an objective. It makes a huge yeah. Difference. I and yeah. I, and I think AMS did a great job with the servers and and uh, you know having to go and download the codes. You know, using the combat controllers. I think that was great. Um, so I, I think you know. Personally, I was talking with a, with a, uh, with someone the other day, and I think the days of of big ticket dollar games are coming to an end you know the question is do you want 250 people paying 180 bucks or do you want 700 people paying 50 bucks well i was gonna you know, either way you're, get, you're getting the money out of well, it well right? the, the thing that i was going to bring up next was is that okay so if a lot of these big events that people are paying 180 dollars for are two-day events and half the attrition just leaves on sunday anyway what if if you're spending 180 dollars for just literally one day of play what if you take the money that would have you know if you take the logistics of what you're losing on that second day towards people not playing and the experience. And if you just took that and it immersed that experience in that one day of play where you just, you give them everything like, and, yeah. and so you're not, event. it's a one day event. And because a lot of people like they don't want to fucking pay for hotel rooms and they've got, you know, it, so it allows a little bit of, it allows people to, to plan for that a little bit better and they get that massive experience 
for that money. No, that I, I, I think it's, a, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm no, 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 I was just saying, because it, it just seems like it's, it's to continue to doing the same thing and letting that big event quality die, adapt and overcome, you know, like just figure out how to give them what they want and not, maybe you could find a more cost-effective way to do it by cutting out the second day, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I think we've seen that, you know, Corey and I've talked about it in the past. Um, I think we've seen that with the AMS local events, you know, obviously trying to bring in local players to um, help out a, a, a growing field or a field that is trying to grow in popularity. I think that's a great thing. Um, it's been successful in, in Northern at Northern Front. It's been successful at Southern Front. Those games have always sold out very quick. I've been curious to see what would have happened at Eastern Front. Um, but you've got a great point, Punk. I think uh, the only thing would be, would you lose those people traveling longer distances to come to those games for one day? I, I yeah. don't know. See, and that's why I was saying is that if you're going to cut out the one day and make it just a one-day event, so it's not a two-day, one-day, yeah. um, if you are going to travel that far and play just the one day, that's what I'm saying. Like make that experience once in a lifetime where like people or who were like, we're, we're going to the damn missions and be like, Oh, this is what makes AMS AMS, you know, yeah. like make that damn mission something that everybody like bring in a tank. I don't know. Yeah. Like just yeah. give them something, something that makes them just go, Motherfucker, that was the greatest thing ever, you know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Sell, sell, the ex, sell the experience as opposed to the duration, I guess. I don't Yeah, I, you know, and I, I, I think it's yeah, the type I, of game know, you're trying to go for, too. Like, if it's say, Milk yeah. and West, yeah. like, then, you know, that two-day long experience of, you know, like, this shit sucks is what people are obviously going for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just all based off what type of game, at the end of the day, the person is looking for so and then the game hosts abiding to that so yeah i don't think i don't think the number of airsofters has gone down at all if anything it's probably i think it's going up doubled or yeah, yeah. it's it's going up astronomically as you're talking about local fields like d14's got a hundred kids any given saturday or sunday it's nuts there's tons of the problem is these kids don't want to pay for shit these kids don't have the means to pay for shit these kids yeah. don't want to spend 150 dollars. all they don't want to do is fucking shoot people they don't care about the experience you're talking about a demographic of 14 to like 17 year olds that don't give a shit about okay. the experience well, and they think, make well, up I think, the best I think, part, of that, part of that i think part of that goes back to what woodcock was saying earlier though is maybe it's not even necessarily that maybe it's just that there's so many event organizers now you can go mm -hmm. and get a 60 dollars ticket as opposed to yeah. a 200 dollars ticket yeah so if you're getting the same experience it, it, for 60 dollars or 200 dollars yeah. then and it's local why are you going to travel 10 hours yeah, it's hard, it, it, it's we, hard to pry yourself from something like that where you're like, oh, I could pay $6 for an event and all I want to do is go hang out with people. Yeah. Or I could pay $180 event to do the exact same shit and I'm just losing more money. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, we've seen, I, I think we saw the epitome of event promoters or event producers in 2018. You know, obviously the, the beginning of 2018, there was a lot, it seemed like there was a lot of choices and you know, I think one thing that <clears throat> that brings a lot of that that games to life is the Falcon debrief. I think Kaiju, you know, Rob Menor does a great job putting up all those events so that people can see, oh, there is a game in you know three hours away, or there's a game two hours from me, and I can at least you know get on there and check it out. You know, you got your you got your Airsoft C3 where you can go and see all the games coming up. 
Um, you know, I get hit up all the time for people going, Hey, do you know if there's any gangs in my area? And I'm like, well, what area? And, and they're like, you know, here. And I'm like, well, how, you know, once again, that's the hard thing with, with younger people these days is, you know, when, when they ask you a question, like, Hey, what's the best M4 for, should I get to start uh, airsoft? And I'm like, uh, dude, that's an open-ended question because I, I don't know who you are. I don't know how much money you have to spend. I don't know what kind of gameplay you like. I don't know, you know, there's so much I don't know in that. And it just seems like we get a lot of questions like, is there any, is there any fields or games going on in the Houston area? Okay. Or the, you know, Oklahoma city or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, there's one over here and it may be a four hour drive and they go, Oh, that's too far to drive. I can't drive that far. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, once again, are we, are we officially the just the grumpy old fucks in airsoft now? Being angry. I, I think if you started, I think if you started playing pre 2010, you're probably just a grumpy, uh, Milton veteran. Yeah. No, I mean, I look, I try to, <laughs> I try to be as nice as I can to everybody, you know, when it goes against every bit of, like literally who my personality truly is um i i genuinely <laughs> that, that, that's only funny if you've played with woodcock before yeah. I, 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 I i think the main thing is you know i genuinely don't like large crowds of people mm -hmm. but um you know i i have found that my job doing medical sales has taught me how to not be somebody else um, not be a pretend me, but bring out a better side of me. Um, Half speed asshole. That, yeah, yeah. I would say not full on one hundred percent asshole. But you know, I, I, once again, you know, if you're one of those those guys that you know, take a little time to do some research, use your resources at your hands, and ask a well developed question. You know, I'm more apt to help people than people that just ask. A really open-ended question and then expect a really detailed answer yeah like you know it, it literally would take a lot but yeah um so yeah back to the events i don't man, i mean yeah i think there's a there's a huge explosion in event producers all the events you know i have fun at all of them whether it be the game the people you know hanging out whatever mm -hmm. you know obviously i'm very blessed to have a son that comes with me and it's caused or it's allowed us to have a just a shit ton of bonding time in the car even though he doesn't talk <laughs> during a 14-hour trip you know the fact that we're still in the same space that's um, really cool is every is everything to me you know like i posted up the other night that you know we encourage as many parents to get out and play with their kids as possible because it is a great way to bond. And I have found that, you know, I had a guy hit me up the other night and said, you know, I've never been a 2A guy. I've never been an outdoorsy guy. I've never been, you know, uh, any of these things. But yet, because my son asked me to come out and play airsoft with him, I, I went out and played and had a great time. And it's completely changed our the dichotomy of our relationship, you know? That's and I was cool. like, holy cow, man, that's awesome. That's you it's know? getting way too wholesome for the podcast. What are you doing? Yeah. We have an <laughs> image going on in business a little bit. All right, so I'll go back to 100%. Take a fat bong rip or something. What is wrong? Yeah. With yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the future holds for airsoft as far as the game style goes. Um, 
I will always have loyalty to AMS. They were the first company to ever let Stone play at a big Milsim event. So what I am here for them, whatever I can do to help them be um, uh, successful, I'm here to do. And I'm here to do that with Overwatch Tactics. Uh, Soto, I love that guy. He is a, a great friend former vet. Um, and so I'll do, you know, and, and I'd like to get out to the Centurion events, you know, I've met Bubba before we've, we've had some great conversations and, um, I keep trying to get out to one of them, but they're a little bit longer in, in depth. And, uh, I think I need to work with stone a little bit more before we get out to one of those kind of events. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'd like to get to more events, but obviously, you know, I'm just like anybody else. I, you know, there's, there's not unlimited funds here and, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. you know, I got a daughter in college. It's yeah. expensive, I, think, I think there's so. this, I think there's, there's this illusion for a lot of these kids, like watching people like us on the podcast or watching you. And they think that like, you're not paying for any of this shit. You're paying for 99% of it. You know, like yeah. the only thing you, you might be getting a free ticket, but that's because you're doing a shitload of work. Like in the, in the, by the, in the grand scheme of things, they should have been paying you to do half this bullshit instead of the other way around. And I think that happens yeah. too. When these kids, they see us bitching about numbers or something like this. Like, well, what do you care? You guys don't have to pay for all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. We fucking do. You know, I, yeah, I you know, look, I, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I no, cause kind of unrelated because you're talking about your involvement with AMS. I was going to go into like event coordinators and what would maybe help. Yeah. Let, let, yeah. Let's do this. Well, no, cause I was going to, I, what I was thinking too, is that like, what if I know AMS is a business and I know a lot of these coordinators yep. are a business. Yep. What if there was like a Milsim hiatus? And that sounds fucking blasphemous. I, I know, but if there is a giant, supply why not dial it back a bit and just let like okay just for instance just like hypothetically if ams were like you know what we're gonna hold off not gonna we're not gonna we're not going away we're not doing anything are something new going something new that's gonna back gives them that gives them that hype back to AMS, you know, like what, like. Is he cutting out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, I think, I think I know where punk was going with it. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I think it makes the heart grow fonder type set. Yeah. I, well, in, you know, I've told, or I, I've, I've suggested to, um, JP and Bo that, you know, I think something that would be good to consider is I, I think the days of these long running factions are kind of coming to an end. Yes. Like I think people like in, in, in my opinion, I think UFS and cost has played itself out. Now that may sound blasphemous to those members of cost that really love cost and those members of UFS that really love UFS. Now, yeah, let's mix that, the waters a little bit here though. And yeah. Get, I mean, it just has gotten to the and... point where, you know, because of loyalties, um, you know, the same people run costs, the same people run UFS. And then we end up having the same fight just on a different piece of terrain because it's the same people fighting the same people every time. And, 
at this point, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I've suggested in, you know, I've suggested a bunch of different things. I think you could do more with CDF, you could do more with SD, you could do more with, um, you know, Lolosa. I mean, nowadays with the cartels on the border doing all the stupid shit they're doing, I think you could really play Lolosa up into something. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but we, sure. we've got to really, we, we've got to really be careful of, you know, and I, and I tell everybody we've played cost, we've played PSA. Um, well, stagnation you know, is the death of anything. In, yeah, like, absolutely. And it's aspect. just like, you know, it's just like, um, I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, just cause you go play a game with UFS doesn't mean you're a trader. Do and you I mean, really, you know, part of the reason they're, they kind of like shy away from switching things up is they're worried about losing a player base based on people having to buy new camos or people having to sure. switch sure. stuff up or like, but, you know, cause there's a bunch of guys I, out there. You know, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, but then again, you don't really have to change up camos. I mean, the basis for any game is tan versus green. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, I'm an OG M81 guy and I'm an OG DCU guy. Yep. If that was all we were ever going to use, I would be fine with it. You know, yeah, M81 sweet. To do a Losa cartel or a you know a, a PMC contractor loadout isn't like it's super expensive. You get some 511 yeah. pants, you put on a flannel shirt and a backwards ball cap, and boom, you're PMC. You know, um, so I, I don't think it's so much that. I think it's there are a strong allegiance of AMS followers that love the storyline, but this, in my mind, we've gone back and forth and back and forth. And it it just, to me, I feel like the storyline is stagnated. I feel like the two teams have stagnated as far as, you know, uh, the same people playing on the same side every time. So something Uh, I was curious about, if you, if you think this would help at all, because I know there's, there's a big, deal with loyalty to leadership on each team you've got these yeah. guys that love k yeah. these guys that love yuck Sorry, guys who love you guys you know welcome back uh do you think it would be worth it to switch, <laughs> switch the like kind of like um mesh the leadership like put you and yuck in control of one side and you know, yeah I, you know that's an option and it's see, definitely an option because they're going to bring a core group of guys with them to each side they're going to split and mix and kind yeah. and to me i have absolutely no problem with that i don't you know, I, I've, I've suggested that before. I said, look, I don't have a problem taking a backseat from a CO position to an XO position to a platoon leader position. I don't care. I'm not, you know, I've done this shit for real. I don't need someone, you know, I don't need the accolades of being an airsoft CO to feel, you know, like my life How is complete. How else will you get your um, validation? Yeah, I know, right? Um to me, if I can just like personally, I love the combat controller role I'm doing this year because it gives me the opportunity to get out on the field more and play with players. And then if I do see, you know, some suggestion that I can give to a player that may help him be more successful at his local field, dude, I love it. I love being able to, to encourage people with different ideas. You know, I've always said that knowledge, if you give somebody knowledge, you're giving them power. Yeah, no, well, it was nice to see you moving around the field at a uh, Southern Front because I was starting to doubt that your uh, legs were capable of moving. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I, I figured I had to have uh, uh, crutches with braces or just yeah, yeah, I was waiting the entire time. I was waiting for like a uh, multi-cam wrapped rascal to enter the field. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, you know, yes, I'm on the older. I am on the older side of the uh, the player experience, but I I feel like I'm able to keep up with the young kids pretty well. I don't. I don't feel like I'm 
at a disadvantage. So, but yeah, uh, you boot scooting boogie still. Yeah. So you know, I, I think, I, I think, uh, you know, I think one thing that you could do, um, and I've talked to JP about it before, and and even some of the other event producers to kind of mix it up is, and to prevent that, that the sides being so lopsided is you open up 25 tickets, right? Mm -hmm. You don't announce who the commanders are. You open up 25 tickets. Once those sold out both sides, then you open up another 25 and another 25 and another 25. I think what this will help the event producers do is people will go and buy tickets faster which means that they can be assured they're going to get the required needed number of players for a field because those people that do want to play cost, regardless of who the commander is, right? Cause they want to rock Tropic or M81 or whatever. Um, they'll get in there and they'll buy because guess what? If that game only goes to 25 on cost and it goes to 15 on, on UFS, there ain't going to be no more cost tickets until UFS gets up there. And it may cause teams to go, okay, man, they've got 15 slots left for UFS and we're an eight man team. Let's just this time play UFS. I, it, it's a, it's an idea. Now, would it work that way? I, it's worth I think a it, shot. It I mean, if yeah, I think it's worth trying, you know? Um, and then you announce, you know, once all the tickets have sold, you announce who the, the company commanders are, you know, I, I, it should a, a loyalty to a faction should not be based off of the commanders. Period. Mm -hmm. But uh, the same it time I've be, seen, but it's anyway. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, more, it, like, should, I've it, seen sh it shouldn't be. I've seen games get promoted based off of like, oh, so and so is you know leading this team. That, There's oh, an entire like, event that's based around that. Well, yeah. and it, it would. So the question, Derek, would be: Would that is that what drives you to a game? Uh, no. I'd say the, the factors that drive me to a game is primarily who I know that's going because sure. I'm, I'm much more likely to go to a game that I'm unfamiliar with if I have a friend of people going versus one that's closer or easier, but no one's going to. That and location. I mean, yeah. location's huge. Yeah. 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 But I'd say I mean, if we mostly, know it's mostly who, who am I going to be in a squad with that, yeah. that decides for me. And so, you know, with that being said, I, you know, I think most people that do go to a game want to play with their friends. And we try to do, you know, when we're ma making these battle rosters out, we try to do everything we can to keep squad cohesion or, or people running together. Um, but that makes it hard because people don't buy their tickets to the last minute and they go, oh, no, I've got to run with my team. You know, and next thing you know, you've done 15 revisions of the battle roster. I mean, guys don't understand that. Like you guys were mentioning earlier you know, do we get a free ticket? Yeah, I'm not afraid to tell people. Yeah, if you're in a leadership position, platoon leader and above, you get a free ticket to most events. But that also means you you're going to be doing death by PowerPoint and fucking expel spreadsheets yeah. for like well, three months it, leading what up it to mean, it and leadership calls. What it, and what it means is, you know, a lot of these kids all sit there within the first 10 minutes of the game. And they're like, oh, we're losing. I'm like, there's so many different things that go into winning or losing a battle it has nothing okay. to do with the leadership all right you you could not fight your way out of a wet paper sack or you could be the best thing since Patton, and you could still lose an airsoft game mm -hmm. um you know we don't have the tools at our hands that we had in the military we don't have you know indirect 
uh, fire. We don't have CAS. We don't have PSYOPs. We don't have civil affairs. We don't have all these things that we use to exploit the battlefield and, and take the battle to our direction. Well, that's we why game what's flow is there. super important. Yeah. And, and, and so when people like do start breaking that. Right. And when people do start breaking the rules of not calling their hits, not waiting their five minute bleed out, those people don't understand that that attrition is absolutely, it is there to make the game work. Yeah, it affects the entire and game. People, yeah. And you have enough percentage of those people not following the rules, the game is going to go awry. That's just a straight detriment so, to the entire experience, yeah. Right, right. And so, therefore, you're left with, you know, and most people don't, I don't know if they know or not, but obviously we're on the phone then with game control or we're on the phone with our, you know, our uh the opposite commander to us and we're trying to figure out how to get the game going back right and so if you're ever in a point where you're pushing and you guys are kicking somebody's shit in you know and all of a sudden you get a call from your boss going hey we need you to stop <laughs> it's probably because the other team is getting shit pushed in and to prevent this thing from being just an outright shutdown you've got to readjust the game or people are going to leave and not come yep. back on Sunday. Um, yep. You know, I think the winner of a, I think the win for a airsoft game is when you have a team or when you have a game that comes out so close to a tie and someone maybe ekes by with some major push at the end. You know, when it's a, sh when it's a, a full out blowout, I mean, no one feels good about that ever. You know, and I've pushed for that. I mean, there, there was a time, you know, uh, when I was, you know, was first introduced to leadership. And that's all I wanted to do was I wanted to blow this thing out to where they never wanted to fight again. And, and well, nobody likes that. losing. That's yeah. uh yeah. Well, especially me, I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're aware. We're I cannot aware. stand to lose, but you know what I have found and what I've been coached and, and mentored, you know, is the fact that, Hey, you know, I mean, someone's got to win and lose. I mean, you, I'd rather see it really close than just, you know, a full on so, shutout. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, so with with Milsim and, and you, you like you were saying, like we don't have fire for effect, and we don't have a lot of these elements that military simulation or like actual military and like wartime engagements provide. Yeah. And you're dealing with kids, and you're dealing with inexperienced people who want the experience but don't know the the, the lingo. <clears throat> I'm trying to kind of combine like what, what kind of scenarios do you think would bring in the, like get the people that want that big experience. The casuals. The, the casuals. They want the old razzle dazzle. But they, <laughs> but like, how, to get the, how about how to get the casuals in there and get yeah. an experience, but like maybe we'll not calling it Milsim, maybe like, cause I think that what like Overwatch. Milsim light. Milsim, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, what kind of scenario? Like, I, like one time I, I did a, I did a scenario type game. It was around Thanksgiving, and like the objectives were this: like, you're the like each side you're going to your in-laws, and the objectives were you have to collect different like Thanksgiving dinner items 
throughout and who can make <laughs> the best Thanksgiving dinner out of the bullshit that was out on the field. Like that's awesome. That's awesome. It was like that was the Thanksgiving game. It was not like, oh fucking turkeys, this and turkeys. Like, no, you're at your in-laws and they're shit. You have to impress them by making the best dinner. <laughs> Go out and That's fucking And it's, it's yeah. like, like instead of a battlefield, it was a grocery store, and you're out there trying to get the limited supplies. That's last minute. fucking awesome. That's that really awesome. Nice. Who came up with that? Who came Me. up with that? Ah, that was awesome. Dude. <laughs> so like, and take the milsim out of it and just make these weird scenarios that involve airsoft guns that you would like find a game on steam for 2.99 like a shitty fuck what the fuck is this and you end up having the best time of your life playing it yeah yeah after you after you bought your 59 dollar uh battlefield 4 or whatever yeah. you find a 2.99 dollar yeah and like yeah. all your friends are like just shit talking because the graphics are awful and you you're just having the best yeah. time because you can have fun. It's not serious. And like, so if you remove the Milsim aspect out of it and introduce more of what you loved playing in the backyards when you started, give it a weird, obscure scenario. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. You're going to have an awesome time. Like uh, storming well, area 51 and clapping alien cheese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody <laughs> needs to host a storming. Uh, Why is that? Storming area 51 uh, it needs game. to happen right now. Yeah. Somebody needs to host hey, a game hey, like that. Give me, uh, give me a second. Yeah, I'll come back and answer that All question. Right. I got to get a, I got to get a refreshment. All right. It needs more beer. No, it means Duke Lax. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> He hasn't he's, had a regular bowel movement today. He's got to get his Maalocks. Uh, <laughs> uh, acid reflux is acting up. So, so while he's away, actually, I want to I want to get this squared away too because we have sponsors that we neglect. I was going to say, what? speaking yeah. of that old sponsors, is in the chat. So, <laughs> let me go speaking ahead. Of that old uh, airsoft.c3.com. Actually, one of the owners, uh, Richard, he is in the in the group chat right now, and I am not doing this because he is here. This is one of our obligations. Airsoft.c3.com. <laughs> go in, sign up for a free player account. It's free. It's free. It's free. It's free. It's free. So there you. I love free. Yeah, airsoft is love free. Um, so you create a player account, you can get connected to your local community, your local shops. If you're traveling, you can find where their local communities and where their local shops are, what events are going on, different fields are at, yeah. all that stuff. So airsoftc3.com, easy website, easy to do. It takes less than five minutes. Just go do it. Get connected to airsoft period. And then Speaking we have free. Uh, Enola Gay, um, they are our other sponsor, ASAP15 on their website, gets you uh, 15% off all textile products and smoke products within the Only US. in America, though, on their Only website. Get the fucked, US. Europe, sorry. Get fucked. Um, <laughs> and I also want to reiterate the fact that this podcast is the only place that you can get a discount code for Enola Gay products. So What? Kind of a big yeah, deal. Eric, how many other people have discount codes for Enola Gay? What's that? How many uh, other people have discount codes for Enola Gay? No one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody. Nobody. What's so, that? Uh, so, so yeah, Acer. Acer so back. To, all right, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to read. No, 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 no
And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, that, I, I didn't. I didn't. No one. No one coached me on the downstream flows. God. We just talk over sorry. each other. It's fine. There's six dudes in here talking you know, over. Yeah. Yeah. the microphone for an hour and then upload it to iTunes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Airsoft C3, Enola Gay, Airsoft C3 is the Airsoft um, dedicated social network. So, um, all right, back in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, so no, look, I'm I'm open for l- let's take that back because I know what's gonna happen if I say I'm open for anything. Um as far as the airsoft <laughs> hey, hey the airsoft game goes, I don't care what it is, right? I, I just want something new, I want something fresh. Uh I don't care. I, I think if it's if it's Thanksgiving and you're going after the fixings for Thanksgiving dinner, I think that's awesome. I mean, could you imagine that? Hey, yeah, man, I was playing the other night and I had to shoot this dude in the face to get a turkey leg to yeah. bring home to my in-laws. I, it, dude, that's that's brilliant. I, You're you like, know, oh, man, like the cranberry sauce was so <laughs> rare and that's what makes, like, you got to get the Yeah, yeah, we fucking, we, fun, we fucking flank five guys to get the cranberry sauce. Can you man? imagine a damn oh, yeah. mission trying yeah. to get cranberry sauce? It was all about that stuffing. It was all about yeah. stuffing. Well, yeah. I, I think you know. I think it, run, trying to get pumpkin pie like that's. Oh my right. god, dude! Um, yeah, I, I I think we, you know, I think a lot of people wanted, and I did it when I first got into Millstone. I took it way too seriously. You know, I was like, oh my god, I got to show everybody how to do everything, and I got to, I get to get, I got to give these command speeches, and you Back know, when you thought it was in cool. The, yeah, I guess in oh, the last year. Signals. Yeah, I guess in the last year, I've just been like. You know, and you seem to be enjoying like, it a little bit. I know. That, I, yeah, I, I think uh, doing the combat controller role, I don't feel the pressure uh, to have to win, even though I want our team to win. Uh, I don't feel the pressure to I, I just don't feel the stress and the pressure that, you know, I got to try to make this event. I mean, I still want the event to be fun for everybody. Um but you know, I think so many people hinge whether you win or lose on the success of the game, and that's not what it's about. And so, I think you have this crowd of guys in Milsim that are super diehards that want it to be Milsim. Um, I'm to the point now where I don't care. You know, if I get a chance to shoot somebody in the face, um, that's awesome. You know, I don't care what the objectives are. I, you know, Overwatch Tactics, we did the Renaissance game, the Avalon, and we were going after medieval Harry Potter type. I was going to say, you know, like, I, do, I do think that something that I've noticed uh, is these event promoters that are succeeding aren't pandering to everybody. They're pandering to their very, very specific demographic that they want to bring in. Milsom West will kick you out yeah. of an event if you don't have some of their like items that they have on their required sheet. Fucking these guys, they don't give a shit if you're there just to do this or do that. They they want to cater specifically to the guys that well, want to be at these the, events. The, the, the counteract that the items that are required that'll get you kicked out are items that'll ensure you don't die. Like yeah, well that's that's but they're not they're not they're not padding it or pussyfooting it or putting on kit gloves. For people that yeah. want to go, like, oh, I want to come to a Milson West event. How old are you? 13? Are you going to, uh, and I'm diabetic or this, this, and that, and I have metal conditions and can't play it. It's like, eh, well, fuck, dude. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I think, you know, there needs to be a level for everybody. 
Like I like, uh, you know, you have your local fields where kids can go out and learn. And I think well, that's a huge benefit us, of having all these different promoters. Is you've, yeah, got your, and I, you've got your pick. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, some of the things that we do to this service, the airsoft crowd is us guys, when we go to a local field, you know, not taking the time to some of these kids and, and giving them suggestions on how they could be better players. Um, we have to be sure that when we go out to a local field that we are, you know, unfortunately, you know, I'm not a big pro athlete fan, uh, because I feel like a lot of them, as soon as they put on a jersey, they got to understand that they're a role model, whether they want to be or not. You know, do I consider myself a role model? No. Um, but there are going to be some kids that look at me because I have a son out there and, you know, I've got to be careful. What I am going to be who I am. I, I, I'm not going to hold punches and I'm, you know, stop and just be nice to a kid every once yeah. in a while. It's, it's yeah. a huge thing. Yeah. So, have you, ever, you know, you have your local fields and then you have like somebody like Overwatch, you know, mm -hmm. Overwatch is, I think, a great uh, transition from a local field into Milsim. And that's where Soto wants it to be. He wants those kids coming, you know, to his events as a first timer mm -hmm. um, because the events are very well laid out. They're very easy to understand. You know, you get a Frago, you have to get these items to get your next Frago. And Once the you get that Frago, you get those like, items. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's laid out and it's very simple. And I think that there is a event producer that has to be there for that you know third coast third coast does the same thing although i would say that they're probably ranging from you know right off of soto going into you know an ams you know i mean sal does a great job of really making sure hand holding and teaching people what military looks like you know for those that really want to learn what a military operation looks like sal does an amazing job I mean, the guy is, you know, obviously he just took his, his first or his battalion command. He's done very successfully in the military and, uh, you know, hats off to him because they, they've got uh, a well-oiled machine there. You know, American Mill Sim, um, once again, you know, it's up there um, and it's trying to provide a very immersive um game style and and they tried different things they tried direct action missions they i love the guardian missions man and i love the direct action missions if i could just do those all weekend i would be happy yep. you Same. know high intensity oh. all weekend you know well the key is capturing the, uh, that experience so missions at broken home everybody can get ago. it all right so random yeah. question random question um have you ever had to check your blood pressure after a <laughs> screaming at people like oh, we, we got the events cool we're, we're, we got that covered yeah so i want to know what your stress level is <laughs> now, now, your mind. Let's, now let's go after you <laughs> now so so uh you know i i um man you know i've I've always been a guy. I've always been a guy that has listened to folks, and you know, I think when I first started XOing for UFS, <clears throat> um, I, I will say this up front: I don't know if military guys are the best people to have as airsoft leaders. No, I think nope. we're probably the worst. No, nope. um, <laughs> I suck because uh, <laughs> what we you know when when stuff starts getting sideways, what we revert to is what we know. 
And what we know is yelling, cussing. Now, I have never, will never, have never degraded one of my soldiers when I was yelling. I have never, to my knowledge, have ever degraded or um, talked, uh, called names to an airsoft player. When I yell, I'm yelling for a certain reason. And first off, the first one is going to be safety, drinking water, keeping an eye on your buddy. Um, You know, if the weather's really cold or hot out, that's when I usually start yelling. Second off, uh, early on was if I just see a shitload of people hanging around the fob and we're getting our shit pushed in. Um, but you know, uh, going into 2018, uh, I went into that year as the CEO for UFS and they said, Jay, you know, we need you to stop yelling. And so I stopped yelling. Uh, I don't think I've yelled at anybody in 2018. Um, I I think there's one time, one time where, um, I was allowed to be in charge uh-huh. <laughs> and it was um, it was oh, for the, the air- massacre of 2017 it was uh no it was the uh airsoft c3 undercover event yeah oh, and, right. um, i'm oh, in video right. on that so but the thing was is that i had that was hands down one of my favorite games and, and i'm not biased i heard it was an awesome event and i'm not biased yeah, because really cool. i was i helped plan it but I, I was, I, my was hoarse for three days afterwards. Cause I was screaming. Cause it was like, it, it wasn't because I was mad at anybody. It was because like, there was so much pressure because the gameplay was so intense that you're yeah. like, get over there, get that we're over there. Man. You know, like it was just so chaotic, but I had such a good time and but I was screaming my head off. So like, I, I totally get where, you know, like if you yeah, don't want you to know, at somebody, you're, yeah. You don't want to scream towards somebody. You want to scream at somebody to get like just to get the excitement going. Like, listen, got to keep moving. Got to keep going. Yeah, so, like, you know, and, and I, I, you know, uh, some of the things that I see that that cause me to start uh, putting inflection in my voice is if I see like there's a picture of me at, at Reindeer Games last last December and uh, I think Corey caught it and literally I, I was sitting behind this tree with some kids and we're shooting and I get shot so I wait my five minute bleed out I walk over to the casualty collection point that we had set up that we could respawn at at that point I respawn I walk start walking back towards that tree and there's like the same five guys standing behind this tree now it's had to have been eight almost ten minutes right because uh, I reloaded max so I go all the way back to this tree and these kids are still sitting there. And I'm like, you know, that's when I kind of got down on one knee and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, we can't, we can't get anywhere. We can't move anywhere. And I'm like, I, I, I just started talking to them and I said, Hey, what do you do when you have a door in front of you? And they go, you open it. I'm like, no, 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 no. The door is hypothetical, right? You have a, a shut locked door in front of you. What do you do to get in the room? And they go, oh, we kick it in. And I'm like, no, guys, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not putting in this right terms. I said, what happens if you have a wall that is infinitely tall, you know? Oh, we dig under it. And I'm like, God damn, no, no, that's not <laughs> what, what, is, I mean. what is What is just beat red in the face? Like, these kids, he's oh, not yeah. actually so, asking questions. This he's reminds just like, me of that scene from, this reminds me of that scene from Zoolander where he's like, what do we do when we fall off the horse? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, 
huh? Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's up. literally how it was. Yeah, it was literally how it was. And I'm like, guys, there's an there's a immovable object in front of you. No matter what you can do, you cannot do anything to get through the wall. And finally, one guy goes, you go around it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I said, there's nobody behind you. So let's just back up flank left or right and go find go somewhere else that you can go i mean like we have 45 minutes left in this game you don't want to just sit here for 45 minutes behind a pine tree do you Lovely. you know and they find that up and moved um so you know uh, that that's the kind of stuff you know i remember at black site there was a group of guys that kept trying to push the right flank to the northeast and there was open ground and you had two teams trying to rush across the open ground and just keep banging against each other. And finally, I looked over the guys on UFS and I said, guys, you have a ditch right in front of you. And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, why don't you go prone in the ditch and wait for them to come? And they go, oh, that's a pretty good idea. You know, and they got a ditch and, and cost kept trying to push through the open field and they kept mowing them down until their machine gunner that they had decided to get up and do a one man charge into the open field. And then I said, hey, there goes your buddy who fucked you because now your machine gun's in the middle of an open field, right? And nobody can get to it. So, you know, there's lessons learned everywhere. But, um, you know, I, 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 try to, I try to just keep it cool now. You know, I, 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 I suggest things to people instead of tell them what to do. Hey, my suggestion, maybe you try, you know, transitioning to your left arm and pie the hey, corner. Man, have you tried I, I can see if you don't want to do that. Talk trying to direct people doing the woosa from bad boys too yeah. well, it's yeah, funny dude. we have a question uh, we have a question in the comments they want to know what our next events are copperhead 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 baby yeah, I think shot, copperhead. Shot. take a shot uh <laughs> we got copperhead we've got uh conquest of avalon is the one that we're all gonna be at yeah i wanted to ask you what clock if you're recording. going to that yeah so we're gonna right now we're planning on uh Copperhead. Uh, we're going to try to make it out to uh, Gus Dosey's uh, war game over at D-Day. I mean, that's a that's a three-hour drive for us, so it, it's pretty easy to get to. Um, um, so we did it last year. Uh, we couldn't go to Copperhead uh, because I had a, a serious job interview. Uh, for a promotion but um so we ended up going out there because kaiju that was the first time i saw him in about two years so we went up there it was you know it was kind of like a, a broken home light type event it was cool because it was nato versus versus russian mm. uh, and we pretty much all centered up around colville so i mean it was just a good you know we only played one day and it was it was fun um uh, then it'll be oklahoma land rush uh up at d-day um which is in october october 4th and 6th that's an overwatch event uh knowing overwatch they're going to put on another great game with just a shitload of great props um and then centurion i i may try to get out to that one um javier has been beating me up about getting out to an event um and then it would be avalon and that's about it you know, I mean, with with reindeer games gone, uh, I think the Holy Grail's gone. I think reindeer games um, is actually yeah, back, reindeer on games the back on the site. Uh, when I look today, oh, is it okay? Yeah. Well, then it'll, uh, be, I don't, it'll be reindeer games. I mean, uh, I'm actually on there right now, so let me look. <laughs> reindeer games, what is it now? 18, dude. 
Yeah, oh, I want to make sure I'm not sure uh, wrong. Kaiju wanted to ask, how do you perform a proper L-shaped ambush? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told him we didn't have two days free to answer that. So uh, what Woodcock's uh, actual think... answer is, you immediately get behind the truck and fuck it, because that's what he did at Broken Home. Yeah, right so no, I, you know, I think that's a good point, and I think that's the thing. Ambushes are are an art, man. I mean, it's 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 an art that um can win or lose a it can win or lose the battle, man. I, you know, the, the problem is you try to you try to develop an ambush with somebody, whether it be a linear, L shaped, whatever. You try to develop an, an ambush with these air, with airsoft kids, and it never fails. You have that one kid that sees a guy like half a mile away. You know, the guy's the one guy with like eagle eyes, and he starts to start shooting at him. And guess what? Your ambush is fucking ruined. You know, and now uh, what could have been a really successful, um, you know, death to the bad guys ends up turning into you get ass fuckeried because you're outnumbered. <laughs> you know. I, I had a kid at Broken Home that we we kind of set up an ambush on the side of the road, and I had to kept looking at this kid, and I said, "If you fucking fire that gun, I'm going to beat you to death." Because um, I could tell he had that, you know, he was just he kept popping kid, up again. I'm like, dude, just the kid was his kid. What are you doing? It was terrible. He was talking to his kid. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't my kid. Trust uh, me. Talking, my kid knows I don't how. My, my, I just talk my kid absolutely knows how to execute an ambush perfectly. Because no one sees him. I mean, the kid can hide behind a leaf, you know, and, and no one sees him. And then he pops up and 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 fucking ball shoots everybody. He just <laughs> remember, yeah, so. remember at Broken Home last year, right after we jumped out of the truck and Rick dropped all those guys right behind us. And we're I trying wasn't with you guys. And we're trying to describe uh, it was Robo trying to instruct people to get on a line. Oh God, and oh, Robo. Oh God! And just how difficult it was skirmish line, getting getting skirmish the line crossed, get in straight line, walk forward, or or the or the kids that we told to flank and they said, but what if they shoot at us? Yeah. <laughs> my my favorite thing whole... about that, aside from Robo's response, is the fact that you're like, uh, why aren't y'all flanking? And I'm like by myself, like yelling at these assholes, like, come! I already me. am. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> shoot back. You know that whole L shit. That whole L. Shape came from <laughs> there we go. There we go. What is it? Thirty-four. You know, I mean, here we are. Guys keep trying to push into this room. They thrown four hundred dollars worth of pyro into one room, and they're not getting anywhere. And I'm like, what are we doing, guys? Why don't we just shape, literally set an L-shaped ambush in the room because it's no. dark. No, we have to and, throw more pyro, and then we'll and, win. and let them and let them come in and let them come in. And just when be really go. quiet and hide, and no one's going to see them. And if you let the whole group get into the middle of the room, boom, you, you got them all, you know. But no one can wait. I don't understand what what the why they no, can't. They, why, they, if they say something, they got to shoot it. Yeah, it, it blows my mind, guys. I'm, I'm always left going. Uh, I don't know what that accomplished. Nothing, you know. So anyway. I don't know. I think it depends on like what I'm doing in the games. Cause like it wasn't, I, I'm always, as far as gameplay goes, kind of a run straight at them, make them poop themselves and run away. Yeah. But now you, that I've started sniping, now I've started sniping a little bit more and playing a little bit less aggressive and taking things a little bit slower. I know that kind of gameplay has helped me appreciate the sneaky, sneaky aspect of these games or, you know, brings, brings certain aspects into play that I'd never really messed with before. And that I'm actually really enjoying a lot. And that's a good question. That's a good question, uh, Carl. What do you think about airsoft snipers? 
as far as like kids that, oh, that want to join and i've had this discussion with a lot of kids so you know it, it seems like to me all these kids see these sniper you know whatever the sniper videos are the th first thing they find it's on 30 YouTube, million views and they YouTube. all want to be a sniper but what none is of your suggestion that guns for... got like nine hundred dollars in exactly. yeah. no, what, what, what is your suggestion for younger players about airsoft so that's my next point is you have to be ready to invest in the money and to do it and do i think it can be effective in a game yeah like, absolutely yeah, i think absolutely. so if you have a really fine-tuned gun i mean me and cole have seen yeah like what a wolverine bolt system could do each personally right. owning it, one it but is night and day having a because i've got at this point i've got a really high end springer and i've got a really high end co2 wraith wolverine bolt and it's it's ridiculous like you know everyone they get into sniping and they get their first gun they get this like we nell 96 that shoots like 50 feet and then shits off into the woods but then you get a gun that you're going to hit you like take a shot with some four eights and hit some kid at like 400 fucking feet it just becomes it's, a point and click adventure at that point dude it's incredible it's the satisfaction of some asshole playing peekaboo and you catching them just right in the schnoz oh it's the best basically feeling. a small uh, rock is oh, it's the yeah best. it's great so at, is, at copperhead is, i was like yeah like 320 feet beaming across the street at another sniper that we're at and then it was great there was like a whole line of copperhead um where i had like a group of guys to my back or that had their backs towards me at like 80 yards away and they just had no idea and it was yeah it was like open season it's it's easy so yeah it's real fun. yeah you know you gotta remember i mean with that comes it's not just the gun you gotta know i mean there's an art you to, to sniping the right mindset. Time. yeah it's time it's effort it's Which work is, it it's been a it's rough patience. don't have any patience and, and the thing that always cracks me up is it never fails um i'll go out and i'll play and and all of a sudden i'll have some guy tap me on the shoulder and be like hey man i got a sniper rifle um i'm gonna be behind you guys uh so just let me know if you need me to shoot anybody and i'm like dude Snipers don't usually hide behind us. Yeah. They usually move to a flank and move forward of us to where they can then do a crossfire. If you have, you I mean, you got to understand, man, we, yeah. we always had, you know, anytime that we had a sniper element, it would always go to the flank of our formations in a defense or wherever. I mean, you're, you want those guys on the flank forward so that they can get good, you know, first off, they're basically a, 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 they're a reconnaissance element, not just a sniper. You know, that's why the Marines call them scout snipers, because they are actually reporting good intelligence. So they can't usually do that from behind the formation. So they need to be on the flanks. I think also um, forward. If you're going to run that sniper role and which is a very independent role, I mean, it's a lot of communication, yeah. but it's a very independent role and best to do is just be like, listen, I am a spearhead point me in the direction you want and I'll get there. Yep. Like that's, yep. that's. Yeah. And I agree with Woodcock. They can be super effective for when it comes to communication of, you know, if yeah, you want to get that you'll have kids, you know, scouting. So you have kids show up with a bolt gun and have no radio. And I'm like, you're going to do me absolutely zero good. I was gonna say the most. Please the understand. Most, and they take the bolt guns take money. Like, get, God, yeah. I'm gonna make this very clear right now. Like, they take some serious money. You're yeah. looking at so all these stages. Oh yeah, one. yeah. I would yeah. tell I would tell any new players, get out on the field first with an M4. 
Yes. Learn the game, understand how the game works, and then try. You know, I, I think all of the really successful snipers have just started as players. Yeah. And then they they take adapted. on this this adapted yeah. role. Yeah. of being a sniper and, well, and you're not felt, snuck you're not stuck just being a sniper too just you're you're still no, gonna have yeah. your other guns so just you know yeah. do it do it case by but case i i, I if, if someone were to ask me where do i put my money if i wanted to be a sniper i would tell them first your gun and then your radios and yep. then figure out your your ghillie suit and all that shit and how you're going to carry your shit and you better be one of those guys that can operate independently and i don't have to tell you where to go Right. That's it. I mean, that's, you know, and you better be reporting back to me if you see bad guys, you know, what size of the formation reaching the airsoft sniper Bible right here. Yeah. Well, and I'd look guys, I have no desire to be an airsoft sniper. Uh, it's not in people have asked me and I think the guns are cool. Like if some, you know, like at broken home, uh, Corey Saltsider and, and Dylan pool put, there are airsoft sniper rifles in my hand and I'm like, holy shit, these things are awesome. I mean, they're badass, dude. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. But to me, it's it's too slow pace of a game for me. I just don't enjoy it. I did I enough reconnaissance that. work in the 10 years of my military career that, you know, I don't care to sit out under it, you know, in a pile of leaves for two hours waiting for a kid. No, it's not Milsim unless you build a Hey, I'm going to flip it on Eric now. I, I, I want to know where Eric comes up with his inspirations for his builds. Because <laughs> um, this shit is dope. Comic-Con? <laughs> Video games, my, Comic-Con? My local trash can. <laughs> my local trash can. local trash <laughs> um, Which one in particular? I, I, You know, just you've always had a flair for the different. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, that, you know, when we first had our, our first meeting at Copperhead 2.5, you know, Shot. we obviously had our meeting, um, you know, the first time we met one another, we had a very serious conversation right off the bat about oh, yeah. it was, stuff. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, that, that shit got deep. And, uh, so one of the, one, like for me, I've, I've always like, I, when we're talking about military simulation and we're talking about guys who are coming from a military background, like, and, and, you know, I have a lot of family in the military and I, so I try to be respectful of that where I know what airsoft is. And I, I I know I try to keep that separation. So I, you know, I like, you know, I, I, there's, I'm not a big gamer, but like I have the game. Who is making popcorn? What in the world? Get that, that would be my professional. Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be Mrs. Woodcock currently popping popcorn. All right, back her. As you were, as you can have whatever she wants. We I won't say a goddamn thing. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's all good. Miss Woodcock, my respects. You just do what you do. <laughs> Come here. Um, you want to say hi to everybody? Come here. Come say hi to everybody. I just hear a flat no. There he is. That's awesome. So tan, the little lifeguard, right? Oh, is he lifeguarding? Yeah, he, uh, what? he's a certified kindergartner. Uh, can he can he touch on the deep end? What is he pulling out of the pool? <laughs> uh, he is one hundred percent a certified lifeguard and teaches uh, swimming instructor. I would tell you right now, if I was drowning in that pool, I, I wouldn't make it. I was gonna say, help! <laughs> How much does he weigh? Two twenty? Yeah, we would probably both. Yeah, uh, yeah, we got a rope. I mean, I can. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Punk. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. So if, usually um, when it comes to gear, um, I don't got a lot of money for gear, and I'm not going to ask for it. So I usually make it. Um, and if and it just basically comes to what form and function works for me. Um, when it comes to guns, I take what's available and I look at, you know, like, okay, well, everybody can buy this gun. How can I make this my snowflake gun? You know, yeah. so yeah. what color am I going to paint it? You know, and just what heresy I, I, can I commit? What heresy can I commit? <laughs> and how badly can I make uh, Corey cringe? When I make something, <laughs> your nerd gun? because I will, I will post it up on the group chat, and I just, I'm waiting for Corey to go. If it's not an AR-15, black or tan, it's not a gun. It's Corey. True. Corey wakes up in a cold sweat whenever you paint orange fucking checkers onto that. Oh. Back <laughs> oh. hey, I, I, I want to see Elite Force give give Eric a brand new on permission. Yeah, to uh, just go wild. Give give give, give uh, Eric a brand new Mark 18 <laughs> and let him do whatever he wants to. That'd be sick. Eric will have a fucking aneurysm. Oh, man. I would love it, it, so I I would love to get in touch with whomever. Lancer Tactical has been really cool. Like they just yeah. been like you know because it's it's baseline. It's there's not a whole lot of costs involved. Yeah, um, I know Elite Force. They've got their people, but like. I'm always like cool to like just give me a gun. I'll make it look weird. I can send it back. We can do a giveaway. I don't care. But I just I love making weird shit. An MP7 would be amazing. Like I would love to do it. One of their MP7s. I, or I know about these MP7s, and I don't know if this is uh, I don't know what's going on. But apparently they're because it's the first generation of them. They're kind of shit in the bed. I don't know if you guys have been hearing about this. No. Oh, uh, you know, look, here, here's, the, here's the thing. Because they look dope, I, and I really want one, but I keep hearing all these reports of, like, all of a sudden the FPS drops off or stuff's breaking, or since everything's proprietary, they can't get them fixed at the moment. And I was curious if you guys would say anything about I, that. I, I, I think Airsofters have a tendency to be too emotionally attached to things. Um, you know, you can look at it from, you know, Everything from the Valken Odin speed loader thing to, um, and I didn't mean to pull off a band aid there, but it, it's one of those things where we all want to jump so fast to, oh my God, this is a complete piece of shit. What the fuck? You know, and it's a lot of people pretending they like something so they can get it for free. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the bottom line is anytime that you are delving into something of a new product or a redesign of a product, you know, people say don't buy the first generation of any new car, you know? True. So um, I, I think it's one of those things where Elite Force will make it right. Um, they're going to get yeah. there and they'll probably do what they have to, to fix any of those guns out there. I had a problem with both my, uh, elite force G 17 and G 19. And, uh, you know, I talked to, I talked to Nigel about it and, um, you know, it, it, I didn't get any special favors or anything. I went through I, the no the, elite force customer service is always, it doesn't matter who you are. Like I had, yeah, I've heard I had those things. guys. I had an elite force. Those guys nailed it, man. Yeah, yeah. No, and like I, I had, I, I took the orange tip off and I didn't get all of it out. I, it was on my end, honestly. Like it was all yeah. me because I was fucking with it. And um, <laughs> and no, they were just, they were cool. And I've, so I've yeah. got nothing against elite force. And honestly, like when you're talking about the bandy with Falcon, like Robert and I are fucking 
tight. Like I, yeah, I'm cool. Well, with him. In fact, uh, I was just asking if he wants to do the debrief again. And, yeah, yeah. On. I'll tell you who does really shitty customer service would be Guardian Tees. So I feel bad for the kid that won ah. that shirt. <laughs> You'll get it. No, he'll get it promptly in six to twelve months. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't bring up the Falcon Odin Speedloader thing, but you know we did touch on it. You know, I, I think the big thing is, do I have a Falcon Speedloader? No, uh, I have two Odin Speedloaders. Yeah. Um, and I was having a yeah. conversation with. With, with a friend today that, you know, about some products that, you know, I want to help him out and, um, and, and help him grow his business. And so we are, we are going to be, um, helping out, uh, venue Milsim, um, and, and trying to get some of the, the TMC stuff, uh, out on the field to where more players can see it. Now I'm sure I'll get a rash of shit for it. But I've never actually, stuck to the point. I've never stuck to the point of yeah. We'll get there. But I just want to say this: I've never stuck to the point of saying <laughs> that you should have the best gear. I've always stuck to the point that you look at your financial situation or responsibilities, and then you buy the gear that's appropriate allotted for where you at are are at financially. So um, you know, we always you know I always try to buy stuff that is real steel. You know, I, I've got certain brands that I like. Um, I try to use those because I know that I can use them either when I'm shooting real steel or when I'm doing airsoft. Now on certain things, I have reproductions or repros, you know, um, and I, I'm not going to sit there and try to hide it. I have, you know, I've never said that there's anything wrong with a reproduction of anything. I mean, hell, airsoft is a copy of the military. You know, if you want to get really down to it. So, um, you know, I in this particular instance, the guy came to me and asked me, you know, or they asked me if I would help them. And I'm all about uh, helping guys be able to develop businesses. Now, some people will go, well, they're not American products. Well, I get that. I, I get they're not American products. But once again, there is a niche to be filled in Airsoft um, that has to be filled. And that niche is having gear that people can afford. And so, you know, part of Airsoft for some people is looking the part. And so therefore, you know, there has to be a niche that has to be filled. And that's why we got involved with Trooper Clothing. You know, we saw there was a niche there. Kids couldn't wear half this shit because it was too big for them. And then they would get out of the sport. So, um, you know, we're, you know, and I'm not even going to use the word sponsorship because I don't believe in sponsorship. I'm just going to help him out by, you know, helping uh, promote website a little bit. And, um, you know, he's going to send me a few things that, that we can say, yeah, this is really a good piece of kit. Nice. Or, no, this is complete fucking garbage. I'm going to be <laughs> speaking, real with anything. Speaking of hot and, and, and garbage, Corey, and, and who... <laughs> I've Who won that, that fucking team. shirt, by the way? Oh, no, dude. We need to yeet at some kid. Uh, was it Mike DeMonte? Is that who it is? Well, I'm going to botch his last name on purpose because I don't think if I tried to pronounce it right, I would, but it's uh, Mike Damote. Uh -huh. That's probably about as wrong as Damote. I can say it. So what it's is Mike Damote? You know, honestly. But uh, he is the winner of the shirt. Uh, I think we capped at 27, which is, uh, is that our record? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And new challenge, Darren from EG says, if we ever get this uh, 
this stupid show to uh, 50 viewers, then we will uh, get some EG swag to give away. So that's pretty cool. So I'm creating awesome. 45 fucking Facebook accounts and locking it. Into the yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that wraps it up for tonight. Uh, Woodcock. Great yeah, to have you on. I appreciate buddy. it, man. Yeah. So, coming out, brother. Thanks for the, thanks for the, the um, early heads up. I gave you like, I gave you at least two Bro, everything's, everything's last second around here. You knew we were doing the podcast night before we did. Hey, what, what, so. what did I tell you? What did I tell you up front, Woodcock? I said, we are not organized <laughs> at all. So don't expect it. No, dude, I was, I was glad to have on. I love all of you guys. Uh, I've spent time on the field with all you guys. Um, like I said, I, 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 I'm not here to hurt anybody's feelings. Oh, uh, we are. We, that's we, our job. We are. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of who we are as a podcast. It's, yeah. Stone, Stone and I like to uh, we like to be the positive uh, the positive force, I guess, in airsoft. He him more sort of the positive, and me just the realist. But you're uh, airsoft Jesus. No, I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate being able to come on and um, and yeah, hopefully people get a better insight to who I am and, and you guys and what this podcast is about, man. I, I think uh, if I can help you guys in any way, glad to do it. Well, thanks, Woodcock. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. All right, <laughs> for those of you, before I wrap it up, for those of you listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or YouTube or any of that, if you'd like to ask some questions, hang out with us, possibly win some cool stuff be sure to check out our facebook page that's where we're going to yeah, be apparently that's all in our this power stuff. now yep jump in and we're gonna hopefully we'll be getting enough people to give away some stuff on a regular basis so check us out there i yep. can actually give you uh some beard hair to give away oh there we go <laughs> mm. speaking of giving some away punk you want to uh you want to give us that sweet sweet outro you right. glorious man <laughs> uh, another yeah, serious there. airsoft podcast is based around the terrible idea that people actually want to listen to grown men talk about toy guns and their adventures using them and with the lack of follow through <laughs> airsofters exude it's a fucking miracle we made it to episode 10 we made it um if you like what you heard great let us know if you didn't keep that shit to yourself because we don't do constructive criticism Call your hits. Don't let the admin see you drinking, and we'll see you next time. Oh, hell yeah. Later, folks.